You are listening to the official podcast of the Mission Redlands. We are a growing community living out God's radical love. Who's ready for Christmas? Because it's coming, whether you like it or not. It's around the corner. We have reached the breaking point where it's all Christmas all the time, unless you're Jewish and you're celebrating Hanukkah. Just a valid point, right? <laughs> well, I love Christmas. I, I said it last week. Um, this, is, this is one of my favorite times of year for many, many, many reasons. Um, but uh, Advent is definitely one of them. And we've been going through this series called The Arrival with just going through the different themes of Advent, um, remembering that the word Advent means arrival. And we, um, we uh, have been talking about these different themes of Advent, hope, peace, joy, which, Ben and Tanya, thank you so much for doing that. That was incredible. You guys... Uh, are awesome. And if you've enjoyed these Advent readings, you can thank Paul Carter for that. He, ha- he, he wrote all of these and, and has been a really great resource for that. Thank you for doing that, Paul. Um, and so we've been lighting one of these candles every Sunday in the different themes of, of Advent. So hope, peace, joy, love. Anybody know what this red candle is? Jesus. It represents the birth of Jesus. That was like your opportunity to do like the middle school youth group answer. Jesus, right? Like, and you missed it. Um, But so we're going to light this candle right here in celebration of Jesus' birth on Christmas Eve right here at five o'clock. Um, and so if you haven't heard the word, um, that's when we're going to have our Christmas celebration on Christmas Eve. Um, there won't be any in-person services here on Christmas Day. However, we will have a video for you at home with some fun surprises and also some, some songs and a little devotion. So look out for that. You can watch it anytime after 1030 on Sunday, and it's going to be It's going to be fun, so don't miss out on that. But we would love for you to come on Christmas Eve, which is uh, Saturday, 5 p.m. We're going to do candlelight, um, and uh, it's going to be a really beautiful time. We're going to have a a story for the kids, and uh, it's just going to be a really good time as family, the the kind of family that God intended. And and, uh, so, yeah, so, um, you know, we've been talking about these different themes, and, you know, today we're going to discuss in the message portion, at least, we already talked about joy, but today we're going to talk in the, uh, I'm going to share a little bit about love, and, and um, you know, one thing I notice about language, who, 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 who knows that language is one of the most powerful tools that we have, right, as humans, like language is so important, Right, And so the thing about it is, is that it can mean so many different, like words can mean different things to different people. How, how many know that's true, right? <laughs> right? right? It's like, um, like take the word love, for instance, right? Like, um, you know, like I can say, um, man, I really love pizza, which is true. Like, I love pizza. I just, my wife and I just went to Rome not that long ago for our 20th anniversary, and we ate as much Italian pizza as we could. But, but, and I love pizza. But if I say I love pizza and I love my wife, 
do, do those, I mean, even, Rome, even Italian pizza, right? Like, no, um, but like words have different meanings for different things, right? Like the same word we use for, you know, like, um, I, I love good coffee, you know, or whatever, or, but, but I, or I love my brother Ricardo, right? You know, like that, that's, that's just weird. Like, like when I think of love, I, I, I always wanted to do this, okay? So, um, so bear with me here, okay? You guys are going to be the horn section, okay? So just listen, just listen for your cue. I'm confident you will know what to do, okay? Are you ready? All you need is love. All you need is love. All you need is love, love. You, you don't have a part right here, so just say love with me. <laughs> love, love, love is all you need, right? The Beatles, right? One of the greatest music groups of all time. Um, I've been listening to the Beatles since I was a little kid. One of the first experiences I remember listening to the Beatles was my mom had one of those seven-inch records, a uh, single, you know, and I remember being like, what is this? It's so small, you know, and like, and really listening to it, I think it was Ticket to Ride, and um, I just remember playing that song over and over again on that record, but, but here's the thing is that the Beatles say, all you need is love, right, and Jesus actually says, love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself, Right? Do you think that the Beatles and Jesus mean the same kind of love? I have a feeling that the Beatles' love involves a little more weed. <laughs> that, that's what I'm thinking, but you could correct me if I'm wrong. Um, um, my wife's just shaking her head. I can't believe you said that. I can say weed. That's fine. We're family. So... Um, but so my point is, is like the Beatles' meaning of love isn't necessarily quite in the same spirit of the word as what Jesus meant, right? The, the theme that we're talking about today, love. And Jesus spoke in a cousin language of Hebrew in his everyday life, and it's called Aramaic. And, uh, and he used this word, rachma, for love, Right? And, um, but Jesus' followers later translated that word into Greek, which is agape. Who's heard of agape love? If you've been in church, you probably have heard agape. There's probably a women's ministry named after it or something at some point in your, in your, in your uh, history. Um, but agape, and we're going to put this definition up here. Um, agape is unconditional, sacrificial love. Unconditional, sacrificial love. Agape love is not primarily a feeling that happens to people. This kind of love, agape love, is a choice to act in ways that offer well-being to others. This love is a choice to act in ways that offer well-being to others. And the thing I always think about agape love is it sounds so like, I don't know, serene or, or, or whatever, but really this type of love isn't 
always clean cut, right? Unconditional love is not clean cut. In fact, agape love most of the time is messy. It's messy, right? It's it's a love that wants the best for someone no matter who they are. That's agape love. No matter what they've done, no matter who they are, it's a love that wants the best for someone. One of my personal... uh, One of those, one of my heroes, um, Martin Luther King Jr., says it this way. Read, Read this quote. This is from Martin Luther King Jr. Agape does not begin by discriminating between worth and unworthy people or any qualifies or any qualities people possess it begins by loving others for their sakes it is an entirely neighbor it is an entirely entirely neighborhood regarding concern for others which discovers the neighborhood in every man it meets. Therefore, agape makes no distinction between friend and enemy. It is directed towards both. It is directed towards both. No distinction between friend and enemy. It directs toward both. Thank you, baby. What is troubling about agape love is that for it to truly be unconditional, it's going to cost you something. It will cost you something. It may be some money. It may be um, an experience that you have to do or help with. Sorry, guys. I'm having a little spell. Um. It's going to cost you something. And, you know, whatever it costs you, this type of love is a love beyond. It's a, it's a love beyond what, the under, the, what culture understands as love. It's a love that is beyond what the world says when it says love, right? Um, this type of love is a love beyond. And, and, and when I think of a love beyond for God, um, you know, I can't help but think about uh, Joseph. Look at Joseph in, in the story, Matthew 1, verses 18 through 25 in the NIV. Um, Joseph was this dedicated man to the Lord, and he was, he was uh, about to marry, uh, marry Mary. Marry Mary, quite contrary. <laughs> Had to go there. Um, uh, so let's, uh, let's read this. Uh, Matthew, verse 1, 18. Sorry, guys, if I'm stuttering a little bit. Um, having like a little 
health thing. Um, Verse 18, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married uh, to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. So I, I love Joseph's story, if I'm being honest. Um, I love that uh, when you look at Joseph's story, he, I, I really believe that Joseph loved God. I really do. And I really believe that Joseph wanted to do the right thing. He really wanted to do the right thing. And so in his culture, the right thing, um, you know, when you find out that your fiance, fiance, the person who you are pledged to be married to, is pregnant in the culture of that time, that would not be an okay thing. Like, it would be very devastating, right? And, and, and even more so, they would take action back in that day. And I believe we talked about this a little bit last, last week when we were discussing Mary, but probably what culture would have dictated was for uh, his fiance Mary, to be stoned to death. So when we see Joseph... Uh, son of David, you know, um, when we see Joseph saying, you know, uh, he didn't want to expose her in verse 19 to public disgrace, like people would have said, Joseph, like, are you sure you want to do that? You're like really taking the high road here. You know, like culture would have come around him and said like, hey, you know, like, you're being very, very generous right now. You're showing her a lot of love by not stoning her and just divorcing her quietly, right? Culture would have come around Joseph and tried to push their definition of love on Joseph, right? But this angel of the Lord comes and exposes God's view of love. This agape love, this unconditional love, this uncircumstantial love, right? 
God, this angel comes and shows Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus, right? Joseph was in a culture that would have seen his divorcing Mary quietly as a generous act and more than she deserved. But God calls him to, to a love that is going to require a daily action of obedience in his life. That's the unconditional love. That's the agape love, this this daily action of obedience to God in his life because Joseph was in a culture where, you know, when he walked around, he probably would have faced some disgrace for having a pregnant wife that everybody knew wasn't his baby. It cost Joseph something to say yes to the Lord. It cost Joseph something and to offer this self-sacrificing love to Mary and to God. Mary being pregnant before Joseph took her as his wife, you know, like it, it like I said, it would have made Joseph like a huge disgrace in the eyes of other male Israelites. And I mean, people know how babies are made. Like, who doesn't know how babies are made in here? I'm going to explain it to you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, like, <laughs> but like people knew, like they knew that Joseph couldn't be the father. And, and so he likely faced this ridicule from other men and maybe women. I don't know. I don't want to leave anybody out, but like, it, it cost, like, God called Joseph into this agape love, just like he called Mary into this agape love. Mary becoming pregnant with, by the Holy Spirit would have cost her something, especially in culture. When we let culture define love and not God, we get into trouble. See, Joseph Joseph offered up this love. He allowed God to redefine the word love and what it looks like for him. Mary did the same thing. But it was God who set the example first. God never asks us to do anything that he isn't willing to do or has done himself. And so in 1 John 4, 7 through 12, it says this. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. 
Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his only son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. See, God doesn't ask Joseph to do anything he hasn't already done himself. He is sending his son. That is the active plan. He doesn't ask Mary to do anything he wasn't willing to do himself. He sends Jesus out of agape love for you and I. And here's the thing I really want to communicate to you as the band comes back, is that agape love, unconditional love, is what the Father has for you. Unconditional love is what the Father has for you. You can never do anything to outrun the love of God. So in this, in this moment, I just want us to close our eyes together and, and just go to prayer. And I, I want you to think about, as we just take this quiet moment, I want you to think about how God has shown his agape love in your own life. Maybe if you have a notebook or something, maybe you just write a few things down. how God has shown his agape love and how he has called you to show others that agape, unconditional love. Let's just close our eyes and, and, and bow our heads and just take a quiet moment. And if you want to write or whatever, feel free to do so. Jesus. I invite you into this quiet moment right now where we come before you and we ask you to reveal how you have shown us agape love in our individual lives. How you have showed us unconditional love and how you've called us to unconditional love. So we're just going to be still for a moment. Father, we invite you into the stillness. Holy Spirit, we invite you into the stillness right now.
into mind times where you've showed your deep love for us even when we didn't deserve it. to realize this agape love Father even when it's hard Father even when it's uh, the neighbor that is so annoying even if when it's our co-worker Lord who just gets on our last nerve children unconditional help us teach them and call them into unconditional love Lord give us eyes to see the people around us friends, family, strangers enemies way that you see them. Give us new eyes and ears. Father, come. Have your way in this place. Reveal what you want to reveal to each and every one of us. If there are unresolved relationships, Father, I pray that you would nudge us forward in dealing with that in love and with healthy boundaries. Father, I pray that you would nudge us forward in in our
our strained relationships, God. And when you do, Lord, I pray you give us the courage of Joseph and Mary to listen to you. I pray that you give us the courage to say yes to you. And even when it costs us something, to continue to say yes to you. Even when culture is trying to tell us we're being walked all over or we're um, showing too much grace or love or whatever, Lord, help us to look to you, Father, for that definition of agape love. sacrifice. We celebrate him in this place and we will never not worship you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. You are listening to the official podcast of the Mission Redlands. For more information, visit us at themissionredlands.com.